0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Dustin Goodwin. He's in the HR industry, specifically in the software as a service space, looking to increase his revenue. So congratulations, Dustin. For your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show to build your idea, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Many of you call me and tell me you love my email marketing. I have a very secret tool that I use to do it, and it was so coincidental when Clay acquired the tool. It was called Drip, and I use Drip. I'm gonna tell you how I use it later on in the episode, but if you want to use it right now and get the first 60 days free, go to NathanLaka.com forward slash Drip. I'll tell you my favorite feature and why I use it later on in the episode. Nathan Latke here, this episode 474. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're gonna learn from Chris, the CEO of Vase Days. He's helped over 150,000 people quickly plan vacations and has done over $5 million in total transaction volume through his vacation uh, unit rental business, uh, Vase Days. Good morning folks, Nathan Latke here. Our guest this morning is Patrick Ambron and he is the co-founder and CEO of brandyourself.com which helps people look better, Online, he's an instructor at General Assembly. He was announced on the Inc. 30 Under 30 list. He's been seen on Shark Tank, which we'll talk about. Patrick, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready to go. All right, tell us about the Shark Tank experience. Uh, did you get the money?
1: Uh, we got offered a deal, a two million dollar deal from Robert Herzog, but we
0: did not take it. Yeah, so but dot dot dot, tell us what happened.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a really good experience to go on the show. Um, you know, we it was, we, we ended up not wanting the deal because I was the only one on it. So I guess I, I didn't take the deal, but, um, cause they wanted 25%. Uh, but the exposure of the show ended up being more than we ever thought. So, uh, in the, it, it aired in March 20th, uh, it was two years ago, but in that first three or four month stretch following the airing, uh, we probably did over a million dollars in revenue on top of what we normally did in that mm-hmm. short period of time, because, uh, the, you know, the exposure was just
0: unbelievable. So what what actually happened? So for people that aren't listening to this podcast now, they're watching Shark Tank. Did you actually shake with Roger uh, with uh, Robert Hirschbeck on a what do you say twenty five percent for two million dollars? Well, he we I walked away from it. So on the show, I did not take the deal. Got it. Got I, you know. I hear a lot of people that actually took the deal online, then in due diligence after the show, it ends up falling apart. So you you actually said no live.
1: Yes, I said no on the air. Got it. Uh, which um, you know was a very difficult thing to do.
0: But uh, ended up, I think, being the right thing to do. No, it wasn't. You're bossy. You love doing that. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that laugh. I. T- Some people love doing that. Other people, it's uncomfortable. But hey, tell tell me, what did you ask for? If it wasn't twenty five for two million, what'd you go on looking for?
1: I, I asked for two million uh, for thirteen percent. Got and it. Then they wanted. Uh, he wanted two million for twenty five percent, which was you know double uh, what I had asked for, and then we weren't able to. Um, we actually, you know, if you're in there for about an hour, hour and a half. They cut it down to six, seven minutes mm-hmm. for, the, for what they actually air. We actually went back and forth negotiating. They didn't show that to make it seem a little bit more dramatic. But either way, we weren't able to come to a um, an agreement.
0: Yeah. What is the... Uh, so, so let's get into the economics. So tell people from that didn't see the show, what does Brand Yourself do?
1: So we provide software and services that help you look better online. So that's a combination of helping people deal with issues, which could be Uh, you know, someone trashed you online, or maybe you have an ill-advised Facebook post or photo uh, that's getting you in trouble and also helping to make sure there's good stuff out there about them. And how do you make money? Uh, So people buy uh, our software, it's a subscription base. Uh, And then some people with more complicated problems pay us for a more in-depth service. (laughs) The troubled children pay you more, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we work with, I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of people who are just using our software. And those are everyone from college kids to young professionals. But we also work with a lot of high-profile CEOs and politicians, etc., who are paying us, you know, for very, very complex issues.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's get into, so this is, it's a SaaS business. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, do you have any professional services revenue coming in? People that need extra stuff, customized?
1: Uh, yeah. In fact, about half of our revenue ends up being that. So it, yeah, we, a lot of people upsell to a professional service. Um, and when it comes to things that are affecting them online, um, people tend to want to upgrade more because the issues are so damaging to their livelihood. Once something like this happens to you, you, you become very uh, eager to to take care of it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so give us a sense of side. You said you had, what, about 300,000 total users that use your free or paid plans? About 500,000, yeah. About 500,000. And then how many are paying?
1: Uh, Of those, at any given time, probably have about, say, 10,000 people paying us for
0: for software, and then a few thousand paying us for professional services. Okay, and what is the, if we just... Well, hold on. Can someone buy professional services from you without having the SaaS product or they have to have SAS and then they upgrade to the professional service? Uh, you can, but it generally doesn't. Usually it's people
1: upgrading from the SaaS. but you can technically just say, I, I know what I want. I want the professional services.
0: Okay. And on average, these 10,000 customers, what do they pay you on average per month? So
1: software people are paying us people using the software, uh, which is, you know, the bulk of those people are, you know, are seven bucks a month ish. It works out because yep. they're mostly paying about 80 bucks a year. Uh, and, uh, but when you get to professional services on average, people are paying us about $10,000 a
0: year. Okay. Okay. 10 K per year. Got it. And, um, and let I mean less than a thousand of those 10,000 are on the professional services thing. Correct. Something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. okay. Got it. And break down. So it, by the way, can I do the math? Can I take 10,000 times seven bucks and say you're doing at a minimum, uh, R of about 70 grand per month or sorry, MRR is 70 grand per month.
1: Uh, on the software side. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's fair
0: to say. Yes. Yep. And then you're, I mean, obviously your revenue is higher than that because you've got, I'm not even yeah, including professional, professional services.
1: services, you know, make up a a, a large uh, chunk of revenue. So, yep. you know, we're we're at this year at about say a six, $7 million run rate.
0: Got it. And what that means uh, uh, for folks is that it, it will actually, Patrick, you tell me you're taking last month, September, 2016, multiplying forward 12 uh, and yep. you're getting between six and 7 million. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. So uh, healthy, healthy business. Um, and uh, the the one million dollar AR mark is about eighty eight grand per month. So if he's again just said six, that means you're doing somewhere around five five hundred thirty three ish, right? Yep. Yeah. So five hundred thirty three thousand bucks uh, in revenue uh, per month. Again, a small portion of that seventy grand ish is just the recurring revenue, and then a large portion. It sounds like Patrick are those custom ten thousand dollar plans. You guys must have an inside sales force. That's a high price point. You could probably afford to do that, right?
1: Yeah. So, um, we have a, we have a team inside we, They're advisors more than salespeople because it's basically walking them through if they need the software or what we could do for the services. Yeah. So we have people who are basically picking up the phone for customers who are calling us and inquiring about professional services.
0: Interesting. Do you also do things like look at the data of how, how the $7 per month users are using you? And when you see them do three or four things on your platform, you know, they're a great fit for a $10,000 upsell.
1: Yeah. But the, um, the, uh, the software is built is, is actually designed to kind of understand those triggers and, and kind of uh, say, do you want to talk to someone about this? Do you want us to do this part for you? Uh, if they indeed say, yes, that sounds interesting. One of our guys will call them.
0: Got it. Okay. That makes good sense. And if you had to describe your kind of, ID, your, your average customer, I mean, there are these like, you know, VC guys the people with a lot of money, is it politicians? Who is it really? Uh,
1: I mean, it, on the, on the services side, it, it really ranges it's kind of interesting. The, the, we have a few very common use cases, uh, that can actually happen to anybody. Um, it's first it's you've pissed somebody off and they, st- and they've tried <laughs> online. Uh, it's almost always anonymously and it's almost always very vindictive. So it's an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend. Um, that's a big one we get where, uh, in the, in the most extreme cases, it's, I don't know if you're familiar with the term revenge porn. Yep. Very familiar. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so it's very tragic but someone's out to get their ex, right? Because they're upset and then they feel they've been scorned. Uh, another huge one we get is uh, an employee. You had the fire um, where in fact, that's a huge one. We get you fire someone, you let them go and they go online and they just glass
0: crack. door and they blow you up. Or,
1: yeah. And then there's all places to do a glass door being one of them. Um, the other use case we're getting very, very uh, frequently now in the last couple of years, uh, less so in the beginning is what we call you've shot yourself in the foot which <laughs> is you've posted something on Facebook or maybe Twitter, or maybe you've been tagged in something that's come back to bite you. Uh, and a lot of times it's, it's relatively innocent. Like, um, like a real example is someone who in college is posting, you know, not thinking being an idiot, posting like a Dave Chappelle quotes, not even putting quotes around it because they like the show, um, flash forward. They now manage a team of eight and someone realizes what is, what did you mean when you said this three years ago? Uh, on Facebook and they're like, you know, suddenly it becomes a big thing and, uh, that's becoming really common. But my point here is that this could happen to anybody. Um, now it happens to kids right out of school. It happens to executive, um, you know, and it happens to CEO. So our, our, clientele is really kind of mixed. Um, now the one thing that higher profile people happen more often is, is the press gets involved and becomes much more complicated where, you know, the press is writing about
0: this. The New mishap- York times or
1: Yeah. And and, that, and and, and that, and that tends towards, um, you know, higher level executives. But like I said, this, this kind of stuff can happen to anybody and our software is constantly trying to figure out and innovate to, to keep that from happening to you.
0: What was founding year? 2009. And what was 2015 revenue?
1: Uh, just under
0: four, uh, just about 4.2 million. And you think a a kind of a target this year where you'd be really happy if you hit would be 6 million. Yeah. Awesome. Which dropped or raised capital? We've raised some capital. How much? Uh, after we raised
1: some capital, our last raise was about a few months ago, which put us uh, at about six million. Six
0: million total. The last round was at your series A? Uh,
1: yeah, we, we have
0: kind of, we had an extended series A that was a total of $4 million. Okay. And then so you had 2 million seed before that.
1: Yeah.
0: Got it. Uh, on this. Okay. So six million series A, that was after obviously after shark tank, right?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Way after, um, team size. What are you guys at now? Just about 75 employees. And if we go back into, uh, sorry, I should say first, are they all remote or are they in person? All in person. And where's home?
1: Ah, uh, so we have an office in New York City and an office
0: in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah, why Lancaster? There's a there's a reason for that.
1: Yep. So we opened that up this year. So the part of our business that's professional services, where you've got you know the guy saying, hey. Uh, pay is, I'm not going to be able to create this, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this work. Will you do it for me? As we were growing, we realized it doesn't make sense to grow that part of the business in New York city where it's super expensive, expensive. Uh, talent, expensive, office space is expensive. Uh, so we wanted to find an area where uh, we thought we could get, cause a lot of these employees are, are, you know, um, first, second, third job out of school. They need strong communication skills. We train them on everything else. Uh, We've we wanted to find an area that has, you know, surrounded by colleges, low cost of living, low cost of doing business, high quality of life. Uh, And we found that in Lancaster, Pennsylvania.
0: That's great. that makes sense. And then let's jump into some economics real quick. So you have a large enough sample size where I'm sure you've got a good grasp on this. What is a gross monthly customer turn?
1: Uh, uh, The way we look at it is right now, a customer generally lasts, whether they're using a the software or they're using the professional services, uh, they're going to last just over a year because uh, that's about how long it takes us to either fix the problem or do as much as we can. Uh, a lot of what we're working on this year going into next year are tools that are meant to be longer lasting, uh, both on the preventative side and the proactive side, because right now our, our software and our services help you fix issues that have already happened. Uh, so our customer average tenure is about a year. Uh, but yeah. we believe there's things we can do on the preventative side and the monitoring side and the proactive side that'll provide value uh, both before and after you might have an issue.
0: And if I take five hundred thirty-five thousand, which includes your SaaS revenue plus your professional services revenue, divided by again about ten thousand paying folks, uh, that's obviously like a big stretch here because they're very different cohorts. But the average revenue per user per month is about fifty-four bucks. If I take fifty-four bucks per month times thirteen months lifetime value is about seven hundred two bucks. Is that about accurate? Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect way of thinking about it. How do you, how do you pull that back then as a CEO, what are you willing to spend to acquire those customers that are worth 702 bucks? So
1: we've we don't have a a good cost for acquisition model because all of our growth has been organic. Um, Because again, our value proposition is very much geared towards fixing these issues that might happen to you. People find us. Um, Mm -hmm. We, we have a cost of sale, like the inbound guy, which is we put out against our cost of, of doing business but it's not proactive going out and and getting it. So uh, theoretically, right, we'd be willing to spend, what, 40% of that? So a few hundred bucks to acquire a customer, but we just haven't done that.
0: Yeah. But I mean, even, I mean, if you do a fully weighted cost, so like you have Grace Texter on your team page and her title is reputation specialist. If you kind of take out the salaries of people related to closing deals or upselling people and then divide that by kind of total number of new customers per month. uh, Do you, I mean, do you have a good sense of what your fully weighted CAC is?
1: Yeah. I mean, right now, because we don't do a lot of outbound, uh, when you, when you put that in our, our, cost per acquisition is, is relatively low it's under a hundred dollars oh wow
0: okay and you said you're willing to spend a couple hundred right about one I mean, theoretically
1: we would the the trick there like any business is is there a, a channel where we can spend that money and and consistently bring in new customers for that cost that's right um, now we're actually in the process of figuring out you know how do we scale how do we grow quicker you know we've We've had a business where, you know, uh, in our years, we had a few years where we had no revenue in the beginning trying to figure it out. But once we started, we went from, you know, 400,000, 800,000, uh, one point something million, uh, two point something million, four point something million. Uh, this year we'll do 6 million. So you've seen our growth has been pretty good, but now as, as we become a more mature business, you're, you're getting at something we're going to need to figure out, which is all right. We have a good sense of what our lifetime value is. Uh, we know what our churn is. We know all that kind of stuff. Uh, We know what we would theoretically spend to get a customer. Can we find a channel where that spend consistently yields those customers? And that's something that we need to figure out how to do now.
0: Yeah. Have you done any paid marketing experiments at all?
1: Uh, Small amounts. I mean, we do retargeting. Uh, So we spend probably about three to five grand a month on retargeting. So if someone comes to our site, we'll advertise to them. Uh, But we've done a few small spends on on Facebook. Um, The interesting thing is like we've been... Paid acquisition is, is not necessarily a, a, a great channel for us because our big competitors like Reputation.com, who, who charge a lot more money than us and they go for a different type, and there's a few boutiques similar to them, they have raised the price of, of those, you know, say AdWords those and things clicks. like that, that, you know, we've never tried to go that route because they're playing a very different game for the same keywords that we would want.
0: It makes perfect, uh, makes perfect sense. And you guys, it sounds like are getting creative and doing onboarding in uh, kind of many different ways. Um, last question here. So you you raised capital, you said five or six months ago. Uh, wh- what do you want to do with the business? I mean, like if someone like reputation.com came to you right now and said, we'll buy it for 40 million bucks, do you say yes?
1: Uh, I mean, I, of course, you'd have to consider something like that. But no, that's not the goal right now. Um, so I kind of hit on it before. What are we trying to do with the business is, listen, we, we, we came up with a good way to help people fix issues online. And, and like I said before, that can happen to anybody, but what we really want to do is, is be more ubiquitous in that. You know, if you think of your career, right. From starting in high school to college to young professional, mid professional executive and everything in between. Um, yeah, fixing issues is we built a good business around that, but we want to help you prevent issues. We want to help you be proactive and put your best foot forward. So a lot of the technology we've been working on and that we've been rolling out and be rolling out into next year is meant to be, like I said, preventative and proactive. So we'll be able to go through and basically say, all right, we know your name. We've scoured the entire web. You've got an overall score, uh, a reputation score. Think of it like a credit score. And Mm -hmm. what we can do on that is say, here are the risky items. Here are the things that are already hurting you. Like maybe you have a bad Google result that you've been trashed online, whatever it is. Here are the things that are really risky. Here are some Facebook posts that could bite you later on. Here are some images that you might want to delete. Here are the things that are helping you. And what we want to do is become something that kind of just gives you a mirror. Because we're seeing this This, this technology we're working on. You've got a lot of other companies working on it on the other end, which is going to help employers or, cre- uh, or lenders or banks, you know, figure this out background. about to make decisions because it's all out there. Everyone has this huge footprint that they leave behind now. Uh, We want to give you a full mirror and say, here's what's helping you, here's what's hurting you. Uh, And as we do that, I think we become a much more ubiquitous tool. You know, we're there well before you might have a problem because uh, we just want to let you know what's out there about you and and what you can do about it.
0: You mentioned 40 million you'd have to think about if reputation.com came to you. You just did a $4 million round. What was the valuation on that round? No, just about 20 million. Okay. So healthy. I mean, that's a, I mean, Patrick, those are, that's a, that's a, I mean, a healthy, healthy valuation for what you guys are doing, right? Congratulations. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. NEA, it looks like. Say that one more time. NEA was a lead. Uh, New, NA, so this last round was NAV,
1: New Atlantic Ventures and Founders Fund. Oh, I always get those guys mixed up. Yeah.
0: NAV versus NEA. Very confusing, I get. Awesome. Patrick, this is fun. People are going to want to watch you. I think as you keep building this, where's the best place for them to connect with you online?
1: Uh, So for the company, you can go to brandyourself.com.
0: For me, you can follow me at uh, Twitter, uh, at Patrick Ambron. Folks, like I said earlier in the episode, people tell me they love my email marketing. And you know what? I look like a genius because of like a very simple tool. And the tool is called, by the way, nobody knew about this tool. Okay, until Clay Collins with his big fat checkbook at Leadpages came along. Uh, acquired it and now like the whole world knows, okay? It's called nathanmica.com forward slash drip. And the way I use it, I use it to send messages to my audience emails on time basis or different actions based off subscriber criteria. It's why my email marketing is so good. I get complimented about it all over the place. And I hit Michael Stelzner hard early on in the year. You cannot blast your email lists anymore. People ignore you. You have to do strategic messaging based off time delays, content consumption, and what your subscribers are totally interested in. So, you can sign up and start using Drip at nathanlatka.com forward slash drip right now. It's more powerful than Infusionsoft, but light as a feather, so easy to use. Get 60 days free at nathanlatka.com forward slash drip right now, and look, a little hint, right when you log in, I want you to click the button where you use the drag and drop interface. Personally, it's my favorite feature because I don't like spending money on developers. So I use this myself. I drag and drop it. Boom, boom, done. I'll see you there. NathanLatka.com forward slash drip. So, what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Awesome. Top Drive. We will link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top four seven four again, forward slash the top four, seven, four, Patrick, last part of the show. These are the famous five rapid fire questions and answers. Ready? Sure. Let's do it. Number one, favorite business book,
1: uh, uh, made to stick.
0: That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now?
1: Uh, I think one of the most underrated CEO is, uh, Reed Hastings. You know, he never gets put in that category with, you know, the Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk's, But I think what he's done with Netflix is unbelievable.
0: Yeah. They're going to spend $6 billion next year on content. Six billion. That's more than all the other major right. studios combined.
1: I, I think he gets so overlooked as one of like the, the most an admirable CEOs. Think about from, from mailing DVDs to becoming the leader in streaming, you know, I don't Amazing. think he gets nearly enough.
0: I agree. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like TopTal? Um, so I've used in the past,
1: uh, it's Amy, it's a virtual assistant, uh, not a virtual assistant. It's a, a robot assistant, AI. A, A-I-M-E. Um, X dot, yeah, X.AI is how you can, how you can go uh, find it. And it basically schedules your meetings like an assistant very, very well. It's it's such a time saver. It's unbelievable.
0: Number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, not married, no kids single. Awesome. And I'm how good. old are you? So girlfriend, I had to say single, but in terms of married, I am not married. Yeah. You got to say that. Cause if she listens to this, you're going to exactly. be in a call, right? All right. So girlfriend, and how old are you? Uh, I'm 29. All right. Last question, man. Take us back nine years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: Uh, I wish that uh, when I was building my business, that it was how important it is to find people that fill in your gaps uh, and, you know, fill in your, you know, where you don't have strengths because, uh, I think it's really easy, and you and it's so easy to fall into the fact that you get attracted to people like you who have the same strengths as you because you feed off each other, and those are the people you try to hire in the beginning. And, and then what happens is you, you have blind spots, and it's actually more important to uh, look for people who don't have the same strengths as you, but it's actually difficult to do.
0: Top tribe there you have it. Find folks that complement your blind spots from Patrick. Co-founded Brand Yourself Many. Years ago, start off at four hundred grand in first year revenue. Did four point two million in twenty fifteen, serving almost five hundred thousand users, ten thousand paying, doing five hundred thirty five grand per month in revenue, combination of SaaS revenue plus professional services. Fifteen percent gross monthly customer churn, less than a hundred dollar CAC LTV ratio, super healthy. With his team of seventy five between New York City and Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Patrick, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed today's episode of Patrick, go back and listen to Renee yesterday. Renee has raised over $500,000 to help charity event organizers. Over $16 million has been donated through their platform, DonationMatch.com. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like, oh, we're giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. Okay, Top Tribe. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday.